don't put kid gloves on when, you know, treating us or talking to us. I'm, I'm all for making sure that you push us to the highest possible limit. And I hope we do the same to you too. You are now tuned in to the Wisco Weekly Experience. Business class listeners, welcome to another episode of Wisco Weekly. I'm your host, Dennis Wisco. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your support. This is episode number 168, 168. It's been a minute now getting used to this thing. All of you people are coming along for the ride. I greatly appreciate it. Today, I want to just hopefully leave for you some good thoughts and some good vibes. I've been contemplating how best to express my thoughts and in- insights with regards to this hashtag Stop Asian Hate campaign. And the reason why I think it's important that I want to share this with you is because you may work with someone who is an a- with someone who is Asian and Asian being you know, from Indian, Vietnamese to your Pacific Islanders of Filipino, Samoans, and, you know, all, all of that entire gamut of Asian. That's who I mean by Asian. So a coworker of yours could be Asian. A client could be Asian. Maybe your boss is Asian or maybe your employee is Asian. And so as I see these hashtag stop Asian hate campaigns going around specifically in the media and then how it trickles down to individuals, first off, the individual cases where there is some sort of crime being occurred upon a person, upon an Asian, upon an elderly person, those are absolutely terrible acts of crime. They should not exist. I wish to call that out at every instance. And I understand the next kind of sympathy level in that where now you may think that this could happen to you or this could happen to your parents. I had a friend of mine on Facebook express the concern that she had with regards to her parents walking around the streets of San Francisco. And it's it's legitimate. And I hope her parents, as well as many other people in general, regardless of age or race, are able to walk, live in public spaces without any sort of fear. Of course, in this world we live in, we can never protect ourselves 100% from fear or risk. So I always like to look at it now in a sense of risk management versus trying to cushion yourself from all the blows that the world may deal to you. And this is where sometimes this hashtag stop Asian hate campaign and I conflict with one another because it can get to a point where I think it becomes detrimental to Asians. And I wanna explain this a little bit more. First thing, Asians grew up with these cultural values that have been inculcated to us for generations. It's a simple recipe that parents have used in the Asian households. And I've boiled down to four particular values. One is honor thy father and mother. And that specifically does come from one of the Ten Commandments. I think it's number four. My mother would be pissed, Um, but I think it's commandment number four, but that definitely plays out as a value in the Asian culture and and in, 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 in the Asian culture, because there is this sense that as you go through life, that it's not just honoring your parents, but it's 
it's family, it's grandparents, it's your history, it's tradition. And I'm re I was reminded of this the other day as I visited a Japanese, or I'm sorry, a Vietnamese restaurant. And I visited this Vietnamese pho restaurant and there was this young lady working behind as a cashier, taking my order. And I've been going to this Vietnamese restaurant for years. Uh, I've taken a hiatus of the last couple of years, but I went back to revisit this restaurant since I was in the area. And she was working there. And after having interactions with her years ago, I know that she's the daughter of the parents who own that restaurant. And she certainly is going to be in a place, whether she likes it or not, she's going to inherit that business for her to hopefully build and expand and you know, perhaps provide her offspring with better opportunities than her parents gave her. And so I know that she is in a particular situation where it really is a matter about committing to her parents and their legacy and honoring that and keeping that alive. And so this is something, again, in Asian cultures, Asian households, we're very much taught to honor thy father and mother, which, again, it's not just directly mother and father, but it goes back to family in general, to tradition in general. The second thing that is pretty paramount in a Asian cultural household is getting a good education. And getting a good education could be anywhere from just simply doing the work and going to class hopefully that results in good grades and hopefully as you get good grades you become a better student and you get into better schools all of that is very important just as a foundational element of being educated and it's foundational because kind of the next step in getting and in, in having a good education takes us to the third value that a lot of asian households pride themselves on and that is getting a good job and it's not a career it's it's a job and that's a, exactly a, this this female at this restaurant the daughter of the owners that's kind of exactly the role she's inherited this is just a job for her you get a good job you, you make sure it's secure you make sure you could feed your family and you continue this slow income progression so that you can do better as time goes on that's the whole idea of getting a job and why getting a job is very important it's not it's not a a high level of of you know again we look at it more as a job than a career and there's this other aspect that's when it comes to american values if you will or just other values that aren't as high up on the asian household scale for instance, the three tenets of classical economics in terms of how you can generate, uh, you know, a, a good, healthy economy, how you create a good, healthy economy. Well, according to classical economic economics, they say you want to save, you want to invest and you want to be entrepreneurial. Well, the savings is definitely inherent to the Asian culture. We definitely do like to save a lot of money. But I will say not high on that scale is investing, is being entrepreneurial. And I will, you know, I, I will say now that a lot of my peers, I'm at the age of 41, a lot of my peers, I remember going through college at UC Irvine, which is a highly dominated Asian school. 
And there were many of there were many Asians who were more entrepreneurial that I was meeting at that time. But certainly growing up, you were never really taught to think about things and to look at things in some sort of investing slash entrepreneurial way. It was mainly just the savings. And so this is where just the basics of getting a job was really the key basic value that your parents wanted to instill in you. The last thing that is common in Asian households, and it's a value to us as well as I'm sure a lot of it's valuable to a lot of other people, but it's again, one of the, the top values is hard work and hard work. You can think about in the sense of like, think of samurais and maybe a lousy analogy here, so, but follow me. Samurais, especially, oh, this is even going to be worse. Like when I think of the movie, The Last Samurai by Tom Cruise, which Yes, fictional. However, there are some elements of that that are definitely true to form. One of which is the commitment that each samurai warrior takes to perfecting their craft or their skill. And that is a long, tedious, arduous endeavor. Years and years and years of learning how to shoot a bow and arrow or perfecting the sharpness of the tip of that arrow, right? These are very long-term commitments and and it's it's not always fun it's not always easy but this is where it's just the basics of working hard on the flip side having grown up in america there's kind of this hybrid of not just working hard but what's the other side of it you know working smart definitely something more of a american values or asian american values right we were just taught as kids, work hard, work hard. That's it. Work hard. There wasn't the idea of working smart. So just a little bit of compare and contrast. So those particular four household values of honoring your mother and father, getting a good education, getting a good job and working hard. These are core to who Asians are in general, right? Which then disappoints me because as you see some of these surveys that are going out there, specifically, there's one that's called the stopaapihate.org, and they put out a report that shows that there's been an increase in hate incidences against Asian Americans to the tune of 3,700 over the last year. And as I peeled the onion back to see, okay, what is this report? How are they getting their data? What are they doing? As I started to peel back the onion a little bit more, I was noticing that the threshold by which someone could submit a hate incident is very low. I mean, we're talking about what's defined as a hate incident is anywhere from a physical altercation, which now graduates to a hate crime. But then there's other things that such as just, you know, verbal abuse or even you know, online abuse. And it's kind of like, well, man, that's that's a very low threshold to to suddenly start to say that this is a hate incident. Right. So where to me it gets a bit problematic is is that report has been highly, highly cited in many articles of how there is a sentiment of anti Asian-American in this country. And I don't believe that to be so. I believe that data really is it, it just has not been professionally 
researched. It has not been thoroughly vetted. And this gets to the larger point of what I'm trying, what I want to say in all this is that if we continue to not scrutinize and hold ourselves and hold other organizations to a very high level to look at that data and say, hey, that data, while good, it's it's definitely not anything that we should be drawing any conclusions from because we need to vet those facts. We need more facts. We need to use some more correlations, use more simulations, experiments if we can, in order to really come up with a true policy prescription on if, you know, if there indeed there is this anti-Asian sentiment in America, let's figure out how to work through that then. I'm all for that. But we can't do that off of data that is simply, you know, remedially put together. And all of a sudden that's going to be used as a way to inform how we base our policies, inform how we interact with one another. And where this really chaps my hide is that if we don't raise that bar to a very high level. One of the things in our culture we have agreed upon is that engineers and computer scientists are definitely higher elite positions, academic studies, right? Engineers and computer scientists are going through a particular unfortunate time right now where I am starting to see specifically in the case of uh, the automotive space where there are engineers and computer scientists that are being let go from companies. And in this is where I find the most problem with this kind of stop Asian hate campaign is that we need to be able to demand more of ourselves. We need to demand higher of ourselves. And if we can't even look to some of the engineers and the computer scientists that are actually good at sifting through data, creating data sets, putting together hypotheses, running the regression analysis, you know, all these things that actually inform us to do better. If if we can't even get these people jobs, then we're really lowering the bar. That's basically what I'm trying to say. And I don't want to lower the bar. I don't want to lower the bar for you. I don't want you to lower the bar for me. I want you to hold my feet to the fire just as much as I would want to hold someone else's feet to the fire. Why? Because it makes us better in the end. It might take us a little longer to get there, but it makes us better in the end. So I hope this episode was helpful to you in order to understand perhaps a different perspective, perhaps have a different empathy pattern with regards to Asian Americans. Again, I'm going to be the first one to advocate for you. Don't put kid gloves on when, you know, treating us or talking to us. I'm I'm all for making sure that you push us to the highest possible limit. And I hope we do the same to you too. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Wisco Weekly. I feel very blessed to be able to speak to you like this and I hope that you'll continue to listen to the show. We have a lot of great guests coming on the show. A lot of great things that I want to help to inform and educate and inspire and help invest with regards to the automotive space. It's such an awesome, brilliant space. So many cool things going on from the engineering perspective, from the data perspective, from the urban planning perspective and the re-urbanization. I mean, all of this is very, very cool. So 
As we end every episode, cheers, prost, lechaim, kipis, nastravi, salu, kampai, mabruk, tutsins, gambe, yamas, nastrovie, vo, salute, and saudi to the customer experience. Streak is